0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. On today's episode, we're actually going to be talking about honesty in your marriage. That's season two, episode 21. That's coming up.
1: Right now. Right now.
0: Are you a Christian and you are looking to take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level?
1: Then this is the channel for you.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's show. What is up, Marcus? Uh, We saw with the extra O's, the big hello. Hey, if you are on right now or if you are on uh, for a replay, please put hashtag replay if you are on so we know if you watched it after the fact. Or if you could, please uh, hit the share button. That always helps us get some reach. So today's episode, we want to talk about something that's super important, not just in your marriage alone. Uh, But in every relationship, really, and that is uh, the level of honesty. I mean, the whole purpose and point of honesty is to create a trust uh, within your relationship. And since Christy and I are really, you know, we've a major part of who we are is our blended family. And uh, knowing that coming into it, uh, creating trust is really, really difficult because we both come from, um, you know, divorce and we come from marriages and stuff that were really broken and cr- trying to create a brand new trust and a brand new relationship was something that we've had to work really, really hard on. And we've been able to do that, uh, not just because of putting in a lot of hard work, uh, you know, really paying attention about who Christ is and how he can be in the center of our marriage, but really understanding how important
1: honesty is in our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We've been very honest.
0: All the way honest.
1: Yeah. From the beginning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything you want to add before we get jump in? No. Okay. So real quick, I want to let you know, uh, I made up a checklist that if you're interested in having it, I'm going to show you what it looks like. And it is right here. So I made up a checklist. So if you're interested in having a checklist to go along with this after the fact, you can download it. Uh, I think there's a link in the description. I'll make sure to put one down in the chat as well. And you can click on it and download it. It's completely free. And this way, you can have it. Uh, It's the things that we're going to be talking about today, but we want to make sure that we're holding ourselves accountable and we're making sure that we're actually applying these things and doing it. So uh, I went ahead and created something for us today to be able to go on and do that. So I'll make sure to put it down in the description or down in the comments. Let me see if I can do that right now. Yep. So it is there. So we'll kick it off with the very, very number one thing, the very first thing, and that is tell them it's okay.
1: Yes. So I love this point. This helped in our relationship a lot because I guess I don't want to put a stigma on, you know, male and female, that all females are the same way as me or all males are the same way as Josh, because that's not true, but... I would, um, I, women tend to be the more emotional creatures, you know, and a lot of times, especially when him and I first got together, I'd be questioning a lot of the things that he would do or questioning who he was texting on his phone, or I'd have questions about where he actually was, especially when him and I first got together. Uh, we had to break through a lot of trust barriers together just because of my background and I had trust issues to begin with, and then knowing who he used to be in his private I mean, his past life, that was trust issues that he had to break through with me. So what really helped is um, I would get sick of bringing them up to him. So if I kept asking him all these things, he's like, no, I want you to ask him. I want to talk through these with you. I want you to be open and honest to uh, with the feelings that you have. And we would have to set aside time to talk with one another. And sometimes I'd get sick of, I'd feel like I was being a nag. So then, and I, I hate nags. And so I would hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. And then days would go by and then all of a sudden it all come out and Mm -hmm. he'd been just like waiting for it to come out. And so it's very important to have, uh, open and honest talks and want, that's what the beautiful thing that it was about him is he wanted to hear whenever I was questioning Mm -hmm. things so that we could work through it together. It wasn't me and my feelings. It was our feelings. Like it was affecting our relationship. So he wanted to be a part of that and he wanted to talk it through. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. if women especially, aren't willing to talk through things. It's really because they just want to be mad at you and they just want to feel that way. They don't want you to convince them otherwise. They don't want to believe otherwise. So both parties need to be open to want to communicate and work through. And it's okay to not be okay. I mean, we're humans.
0: Yeah. The honesty thing is hard. So when we tell our spouse that we, you know, we want them to be honest with us, we have to be prepared on a lot of levels for that. But we have to first off, um, make them feel like it's a safe place for them to come and be mm-hmm. honest with us. There's nothing worse than someone coming to you and being honest with you and then you shooting them in the face for it. You know, that is such such a detrimental thing to a relationship, friendship, relationship, marriage, all the way across the board. If people feel like they can't come and be honest with you and be upfront with you about the way that they feel or you're going to make them feel stupid yeah. or belittle them mm-hmm. or any of that stuff, the, the honesty is just not going to come. It's just not going to happen. Safe, like you said. Yeah, it doesn't create a safe place for that. That to happen, you know, and unfortunately, we see that a lot of times in the church, you know, where it's people start doing some things that they shouldn't be doing, and because we live in sin nature, and it's hard to come clean about that stuff, you know. Whether I mean, the church has good intentions, we always have good intentions, but in our marriage, we have to make sure that we go beyond the good intentions, that we say, Listen. I'm telling you right now that no matter what you're ever honest with me about, I'm not going to jump to conclusions. I'm not going to instantly get mad. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm going to make sure that you know, as my wife, that you have a safe place to come and be fully upfront and honest with me about whatever it is. And I'm going to be as careful that I can with whatever it is that you give me. And we may not always agree with whatever's being honest, okay? We may not, but that's where allowing that safe place to come and be able to have open discussions with that, so...
1: Yeah, I would come to him and he would let me know it's okay to not be okay. And then if he, I, a lot of times our perception is reality and it doesn't mean that it's correct. And we only can see what we see from our perspective. And so it's important to talk that through as a couple, because then he would say, well, this is why I disagree or feel like. I don't understand how you can feel this way or see it this way because of these reasons. And then he shares his perspective with me and it opens my eyes to a side. It's not like I wasn't seeing it on purpose. I was only seeing it from what I could see it through until you talk it out with the other party and not make assumptions or put thought bubbles over their head of what you Mm -hmm. think that they're thinking. Uh, that's the only way that you guys are going to be able to work through it together. And loving, open, safe communication is the best way. And sometimes it's hard to hear, but it doesn't mean that we need to be mean about it. Yeah. A person's feelings is a person's feelings. And that's why it's okay that they have them. It's just important to talk through them.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. We we come into a, a brand new marriage Uh we bring baggage. It's That's a fact. There's no doubt about that. When we step into a new relationship and a new marriage, we're bringing baggage. And a lot of times that baggage... Is half our fault. I mean, it just is. And you know, it's a lot like you said, our perception is our reality. So we mm-hmm. may have had a whole different conversation in, in the way that the tone is and the, the reception and stuff with our exes than we do now with our current spouse. And it's, it's not their fault, you know, so we need to really step back and to be careful and allow them to have a trusting place, you know, a safe place where they can come and share and be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So number two, second thing on the list is it's a two way street
1: yes and you aren't ready to have open and honest communication if you don't understand that it's a two-way street Mm -hmm. so if you expect your significant other your partner your friend your parent we're primarily talking about marriages today but some of these can be applied to any relationship if you're not prepared or if you expect them to listen to your open and honest communication you need to be prepared to listen to their open and honest communication, and it's important to listen with an open heart. You love that person, and we're, like him and I, we're on the same team. And sometimes he hurts me or hurts my feelings, but I know that he doesn't. He loves me, so he's not doing it on purpose. So when I come to him to talk to him about things. It's important for me to have an open heart and to actually hear what he has to say and give him the opportunity to say he's sorry, but also give him the opportunity to say, "Okay, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but I didn't see it that way. And then to tell me his side of the story and me be prepared sometimes to say, oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry mm. that I let it affect me in that way. Mm. I shouldn't have because now that you're explaining it to me, I see it now. I see what you're talking about. So it's very important to be open, especially you You love each other, to listen. Yeah, yeah I think it's a lot,
0: a lot of times it's easy to say, I can pour into somebody else with my honesty because we we take this whole like well I'm just a brutally honest person so uh. it's just how I am right so I just I'm honest about everything but then someone t- comes to you and wants to be honest with you you're like whoa Nelly like. Pump your brakes on that. I'm not about to hear all that stuff. And I think we get that attitude about it. We have to understand that if we want a good, healthy relationship, we have to let that let ourselves know this has to be a two way street. Like honesty has to be wide open, flowing both directions. And if we're not willing to do that, our expectations of the relationship, they, they just need to go out the window as well. I mean, honesty creates safety. We said in the beginning, right? We want this trusting safety in this relationship. Like she said, friendships, you know, between parents and children and work and and spouses. We have to make sure that that is open both directions, that we're not standing in our own way from allowing uh, a relationship to flourish really because of that.
1: And especially in marriages, though. I mean, next to your relationship with God, if you're married, your marriage is supposed to be the next most important relationship in your life Amen. and him and I both have been divorced. We're obviously remarried to each other. Uh It's important to understand, like if we talk to people uh, that are thinking about getting a divorce, especially in the first marriage or someone that's getting ready to get married in their first marriage, we do not encourage divorce. We wished wow. we, we didn't have to go through divorce because having um, to share your kids, share your biological kids, share birthdays, share holidays, share those things. It's brutal. It's brutal on the kids. It's brutal on the other parent. It's brutal on us. Yeah. So it, that's why this is so important. Marriage is so important. It's so important, and it should be carefully catered to mm. all the time. And you're going to get off track sometimes, and you're not going to. You're going to have good months, bad months, sometimes bad years. Yeah. But but it's important to keep in mind that you love one another and you need to stay open and loving in your communication. Honest, but loving. Yeah, I agree. And it is. So we you know, we
0: call the traditional family, they call it a nuclear family, yeah. right? And outside of the nuclear family is what we would call the step family or blended family. And I don't wish that upon anybody. Now, God can make make our lives great. He can do all that we can do. We can honor him with our marriage now and stuff. But the whole point is, is, you know, we didn't need to get divorced. That's just what happened in our lives. And it's an unfortunate thing. And we would not, tell anybody that's something you should ever do because God can literally fix anything. And yeah. I wish that I was a God fearing man at the time. And I, maybe I would have never been divorced. I don't know, but this was God's intention in my life and the direction, but like Christy's saying, you know, we have to make sure that, that we put that as a priority in our lives and creating something that's so important and which we've learned is trusting in a relationship is so much of everything. And, in and, and honesty is really at the core of that, you know, and mm-hmm. when we talk about a two-way street, you know, we have to make sure that we're on the same team, right? So we're on the same team. So when we think to ourselves, okay, I'm pitching, but am I catching just as much? You know, am I really playing to win at this, you know, together, not just for myself? And that's really where the two-way street comes in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Number three. Number three, be forthcoming.
1: With everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you have to know when to do it too. Like don't be forthcoming if you're doing it to like poke the bear or poke at the person, but it's important to be forthcoming with all your information, all your information that you have or you want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, when it when we're talking
0: about being forthcoming, it's like I shouldn't have to wait for my wife to come and ask me questions and be like, mm-hmm. well, since you asked me the specific question, yes, here is the answer you were looking for. Or later she f- asks you something and says, why didn't you tell me this? Be like, well, you you never asked. I don't know. That is not being forthcoming. We want to make sure that if we know that whatever this information is, whatever this information, Whatever it is, we know that it's going to be upsetting, and we know that maybe it could be something that we should tell our wives or our husbands. We should be forthcoming with that information. This isn't a game to be played, right? And if it is a game that you're playing, you need to step it up and say, "Hey, I want to. I want to play this to win uh, for both of us, not just for myself." So, forthcoming with information. Is vital, And believe me, I've learned because men, we don't think the same way women do, right? So a lot of times we'll be like, well, I forgot. Well, you only forget so many times until you're like, okay, she got super upset about that. Now, whether she has the right or not the right, we don't need to get into all that stuff. If whatever it is that I'm not telling my wife, if I think it's this big and she thinks it's this big, it doesn't matter. She cares more about it. I need to make sure that I am forthcoming with the information so she doesn't get upset about it. It's no skin off my back. I'll just make sure because I care about her to be forthcoming with that information and create that trusting, honest relationship, which later in time goes. If I didn't come forward with something, she doesn't think that I'm hiding something, sneaking something. She's just like, hey, he's always tells me. So he probably just really forgot.
1: Well, and I think, too, in a lot of relationships that I know, they're the people think uh, they purchase something. And it's something small and they don't tell their significant other. And I think we really underestimate how patient Satan is Ooh. and the small little compromises that we allow into our relationships and how I think we underestimate how much he wants to split up marriages specifically mm-hmm. in families. And so people think like these little white lies or these little things that they're not telling their partner. Is insignificant and it isn't it because it starts causing a break in your own psychological mindset of I don't have to tell my partner something and it starts out really really small and then it turns into something bigger and bigger and bigger it's no different than addiction really I mean someone starts out socially drinking occasionally drinking I was that person then it turns into you're a full-blown alcoholic. And I can't tell you the time and place that that specifically happened. It happened slowly over years of things happening and me making small little compromises in my life. And that's the way it is with relationships. No, don't get me wrong. Every time you make a d- bad decision, I'm not looking at you to be like, oh, Satan, Satan made <laughs> me do it. You know, like, no. No. That's not it. You're making the choice to allow them little white lies into your relationship. Mm. But those little small compromises, that leaves the door open for Satan to enter. Mm. And then that's when stuff can really start festering. That's when the he can really start playing with your mindset and all of those things. It's very, very important for your marriage to be sacred. To you, mm. And what Josh and I talk about all the time is we want our marriage to be as pure as possible. And I think that the Holy Spirit convicts us over time to take no different than our personal walk to take our marriage to the next level. Yeah. So like Josh and I, I mean, years ago when we first got together, we, um, both could watch comedy movies or any type of movies that would have like nudity in it. And and neither one of us thought anything of it, especially the comedies. You know, we didn't think anything of it. We would be laughing all of this. And then as our relationship together with God progressed, it was so crazy. All of a sudden we'd be watching movies and we both I don't know, we just started feeling really Super uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. Yeah, and we started getting convicted, but then it's important to listen to that conviction. Yeah. And we don't we don't allow that in our life anymore. We don't watch anything with nudity. We check IMDb before we watch a movie. Is we there do. nudity in it? And if there's one specific scene only, we're not going to let it ruin the whole movie. It tells you where the scene's at. You pause it, you fast forward, and you rewatch, you know, from the beginning. Yep. So it's very important to keep our relationship, your relationship, if you're married, as pure as possible. It's not a game. It's not something to be taken lightly. These things are important. We are, like, so solid. So solid. Not, not I wouldn't say 100% because the devil would be like, you know, We're nothing. That's why we need God. If we were a hundred percent, we wouldn't need God. Right. But we, our relationship keeps getting more and more and more solid because we keep allowing God to convict us and raise the bar in our relationship personally, ourselves And and together and together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talk about forthcoming. We have to be forthcoming. So I remember the times that we would sit and it was no big deal. And then I remember the times that I start to get convicted and stuff. Yeah. And I could have easily just passed that by, right? Because I know how challenging it is now to try and select movies and all this stuff. I (laughs) do. I understand that, right? But I get goosebumps right now because I'm like, no, this matters because and I'm very competitive. So I think to myself, like, no, like I want to do everything in my power to make sure that my marriage is stronger tomorrow than it was today. Like I'm very competitive in that. Like I want to make sure that it's solid. Like I want my wife to trust me at no matter what, at every ounce of cell in her body. Like, all the way. And how do I do that, right? I become forthcoming. And I told her one time, we we're watching something. I said, hey, I'm just really being convicted about this. I remember we would watch the show Ridiculousness, okay? And that's hilarious. But the problem is it started getting a lot more risque and risque. And there wasn't nudity, but it got really risque. And like, I'm like, I am like, I don't want to watch that anymore. And I'm telling you, that was hard for me because I thought that show was funny. Mm-hmm. But I, I was forthcoming with my feelings on that, even though I knew... That what I was being forthcoming from was going to cause me pain, right? It was going to take away from something from me, but it was going to benefit my marriage. And being forthcoming is hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not not easy, but... It's for the benefit, right? And it creates a more trusting portion of your relationship and, and your marriage.
1: Well, and there was a halftime show for a Super Bowl game, like, last year or something. And uh, it showed, yeah. I think it was Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, really, like, booty-shaking, you know? And he, seriously, he left the room. And he's like, I don't need to be watching that. That's the small compromises. Yeah. And that's the small things, like, um, it's so funny because women look at me really weird when this happens, <laughs> but... Women uh will say so and so's cute in a movie. Like in a movie they'll say, like, Oh, I really like that actor. I think he's so cute. And then they'll like look at you, like waiting for you to participate in the yeah. conversation or they'll ask you, like, what do you think? And I am like I don't allow myself to think that way about other men and that is true like you can allow yourself to to look at a person and say oh and then go with those thoughts like oh I think that person's really good looking and then think about them that way or you can say mm, no I only have eyes for him only yeah. I don't want to think about another person that and that's way that's being intentional with I it. don't want to yeah. and I don't understand if you're married to someone else, why would you would want to think or look at another person that way either? And those are the types of things that I'm talking about. We weren't that way in the beginning, you know? And it was like, we always, always have to be taking our marriage to the next level. Always. And I am, I only, only have eyes for my husband. Only. I don't, I don't look at other men that way. I just don't. You better not. I
0: don't. No, she doesn't. And I, and I believe her when she says that. And it's, it's when you really want your merit, really want the results that you desire out of your relationship, you know, and we're kind of going a little off on a little bit of this, but I think it's it's important, but I think it's important, right? So the thing is a lot of times what we think as an individual in our relationship is like, man, I just wish that my spouse put as much energy into my relationship is in this relationship as I did. And I think a lot of people feel that way. But in all reality, you're really probably not putting in the energy and the truthfulness and the honesty that you should be because you're still afraid you're not going to get back what you're giving. And that's the wrong way to do it. That's the absolute wrong way to do it. God doesn't ask us to do it that way. And we have to stop stepping in front of our own selves, being prideful about it. Like we need to be 100 percent. That's why we've said on other other episodes like. You know our relationships are hundred hundred. You know I, I now Christine did make a point before about like you can't always give a hundred, but you gotta you gotta think that your relationship's like a two hundred percent thing, mm-hmm. right? You're, you each give a hundred percent, and one person's not giving a hundred, the other person's making up for it, mm-hmm. right? They're sliding down and they're saying you know what I'm kicking in the extra here, mm-hmm. and we have to be willing to be forthcoming in our relationship to do that. If that's the way we want our results, that's what we have to be willing to do. So.
1: But being honest is checking your timing and. You need to make sure you have an uninterrupted space to talk about those things. If you have to plan it out, then plan it out. Like if you're in the middle of getting ready to go to a party and be around with a bunch of people, then you need to be able to that's plan it out. Check your timing. Check your
0: timing. She was jumping ahead. But yes, that's exactly right.
1: Yeah. So the, our kids will will talk to you about this to this day. And we don't do it so much now but our kids will talk to you about this. When him and I first got together, we've been together for 10 years. So our kids were 14, 9, 8, and 6. And, my, and my two kids are the youngest. His two kids are the oldest. And especially probably within the first two or three years... I mean, they'll still talk about this one movie night. We tried having family nights, you know, where we all would come together and try to bond as a new unit and all this stuff. And a lot of those nights ended up with him and I in the bathroom. And we would be in the bathroom for like two or three hours fighting. Like, and him and I fight like we do now. Like, we're talking to you. That's actually how we yeah. fight. We we talk with abruptly. Fir- firm discussions. Passionately, Yeah. <laughs> But uh, a lot of those nights the yeah. kids will talk about, which makes me sad right now to think about that—that that their family, like the movie night, got ruined, or they got left out there by themselves watching this movie while him and I went in there to do it. But think about two today. to yeah, think about today, two to three years of that to now. Our family unit for being a blended family in multiple different ways huh. is. Uh, Very, it's actually very solid. Our kids, our four kids are so close. They're so close. They love each other. They they are like best friends. I don't know if they still feel that way about us, but they're very close. Very close.
0: They do. I, you know... Yes, I think they do. We've I've heard our oldest, you know, our daughter. She comes and tells us sometimes, you know, about how, you know, the 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 younger ones appreciate us, you know, which is really sweet because we have three boys and one girl, and the one girl is the oldest, which is really kind of cool. It really works out, you know. She's kind of a you know she has a lot of leadership qualities and stuff, and it's been really yes. great. She's very nurturing with them, and so we get to hear a lot of wonderful things back from them. But speaking of timing, right? We're talking about honesty, and we're talking about our timing. I think it's really important though that we talk about that. When we're going to be honest with our spouse, that we don't just say, well, you know what? I'm supposed to be honest with you, and right now is the time they're going to be honest with you. No. Listen, the whole idea of what our honesty is supposed to do is help nurture our relationship. It's supposed to create more love and trust within our relationship. It's not, I'm going to blast you between the eyes with honesty right now because I have this little pit inside of me. And it's like, well, I have to be honest. It's time now, you know, to just throw it at you. No, we have to create good, healthy timing, good, healthy timing within our relationship for that honesty. Now, that timing doesn't also on the back end give us an excuse to say, well, you know what? I'm going to wait a month to tell my wife about so-and-so. No, come on. We have to be grown ups about this too. But just be careful about your timing with, the, with your honesty. Be smart about it. Be kind. Be caring. Look about it like, how do I want this to be said to me? And when it should be said to me? If I'm in a bad mood, if I'm sad, if I'm upset about something, like now's not the time. And I think it's easy to feel like you can take the, a good dig at a time. Mm-hmm. To throw some well, harsh truths and somebody. Truth well, and somebody.
1: sometimes Let's scroll up for a minute. Okay. Yeah. See. Nope. We're nope. keep going. Down, no. Oh, down. Right okay. There. Down. Okay. Um. Sometimes, though, him and I do, and we'll make a comment mm-hmm. yeah, to each other uh, that isn't very nice. Like you can tell. I can tell when he hasn't eaten. Okay. Because that's pretty bad actually. <laughs> because he'll say something. I'm an idiot, <laughs> mm, you know, and it's in those moments that I want to be like, mm. yeah, Tyler, yes, but I will be like, have you eaten, you know, today? And I'm not saying that he knows that I'm not saying that to be like, have you eaten, you know, like, are you on your period, you know, type of thing, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not. <sighs> But I'm not saying it to be that way. I'm saying it like, have you really eaten today? I'm not lashing back out to him. I'm wanting to know what's going on with him.
0: Yeah, you're problem solving. And
1: usually it's he hasn't eaten. Usually. Typically. Sometimes there's something else going on. But I'll make digs at him when I'm having a bad day or I'll say something sharp. We like to say sharp. You know, I'll say something sharp to him. And uh, he'll look at me and be like, you know, that that was not nice or. You need to love me.
0: You I need to be nice to That's me. what I say most of the time.
1: And it, it gets me in the heart. Like, I'll say something to him. And sometimes, let's be honest, we're looking for a little fight. Like, we want to, like, like, let's yeah, get this dig, out. Yeah. yeah Like, come on, but bring like,
0: it. And I ask her to him, like, you feeling spunky? <laughs> Is that what's going on? And that's usually the response I get. <laughs> Even if she's in a ticked off mood. And sometimes I, um, she's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. These are kind of funny. So, Sarah says, I'm the same way, right? Hangry. Not everybody is. Like, she doesn't. She doesn't get mad if she's tired. tired. People, we have a whole different Christie rolling around our house, okay? And a lot of you people on here know that, all right? <laughs> Mark for Marks goes, uh, I coined that phrase, I'm an idiot, right? I know. Uh, Tyler goes, I uh, don't assume their thoughts. I'm guilty on this one. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, I constantly... Okay. It must be a guy thing. Okay. I'm glad that you brought that up because all the time I think that I know, like, cause I'm all about like studying her and knowing her and I'm right. Probably 80% of the time with that 20% that I'm wrong. It always gets blasted right in my face and not by her by myself. Cause I'm like, man, I was completely wrong. Okay. And here we go. Okay. This is off topic, but it's important that I say this. So okay. yesterday our son was having some problems with his car, right? His steering in his car. And uh so you know we have a little uh, mechanic friend whatever we was going to take it over to his house and have him take a look at it because I don't know what's going on with it okay a lot of times I can help a little bit but I'm about five percent worthy. Well, on Well, you're that, 45.
1: So. You've been around for a while, so you yeah. know the basics. So I don't understand computers and cars. things, right? Because I'm too old for that. Right?
0: If it was a buggy, I could probably help. But Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm out. I'm out. We go outside, right? So we go and they're like, "Oh, we're going to put some brake fluid in it." So we go outside and see if it's low. Um, not brake fluid on steering fluid. So we go out there. Power steering fluid. Power steering fluid, right? Yeah, steering fluid. So we pop the hood. Right? It's a Toyota Camry. It's a car, right? And we we don't own, foreign. We don't own any other foreign cars. Okay. China,
1: don't so, hurt us. <laughs>
0: Right. So so anyway, so we go out there. Right. So we pop the hood. Right. So instantly my man card is laid on the table. Right. Instantly. So we start looking underneath the the hood. Right. And stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, here it is. It's on the back of the engine block. So I reach over and I start unscrewing it. And I'm like, I pop the cap off and I'm like, there's no dipstick on this thing. So I'm like, whatever. And she's like, are you sure that's it? I'm like, yeah, it's it. I know that it's it. Like, I, I know tell, this is it. I want to tell my side. You do this. that. But I'm like, you, I'm like, this is it. Yes, it's it. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. And it's full, so it's fine. And I'm like, it's just different, you know, like, the, it doesn't have a dipstick on it. But that's just whatever. So she starts pointing at other things, like, what this? I'm like, that's the transmission fluid, you know, dipstick. And she's like, what's this? I'm like, it's the oil and, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's the oil. And then she points at this other thing, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I go over there and look, and it's the power steering fluid pump with the thing on it. So, and I'm like, which made me mad, but she didn't rub it in my face. She could have. I okay, didn't. and that was embarrassing to me because I'm like, I'm supposed to know this stuff, but not really. I mean, as a man, you feel like you're supposed to know these things, and it kind of hit my pride a little bit, and I'm like, man, that's that I deserve that though, because I acted like I knew. I didn't need to act like I knew. I could have said, I'm pretty sure this is it, instead of me like, you know, doing one of these things on my shirt. So Well, two things. Fill it in then. Two things.
1: One is that is something that Josh does struggle with is that he struggles with. He does not like to feel or look stupid and he struggles with that. And so even when it's just him and I, he always wants to, and he's not doing it on purpose. It's just ingrained. It's going to take a lot of work for him to reprogram his neural pathways and his brain from that. Like he automatically just is like, I know, I know. And so, and I know that about him. And then I am naturally untrusting. So, and I know that it bothers him when I don't believe what he says. So I struggle with that. I really try to work on that. Like if he tells me something, I really want to just be like a hundred percent all in and just go with what he says. So it's hard for me. So when I called my friend Scott, which we're still taking it over there tomorrow for him to look at it, he said, check the power steering fluid first. And he's like, what you do when you unscrew the top, the stick will be attached to the top. And he's like, you wipe it off and then you twist it all the way back in, then pull it back out. It's just like checking the oil. I did know that, actually. Okay. Whatever. So. (laughs) Point. Point proven. was my point. So when we go outside and we pop the hood, uh, he unscrews it and opens it. And I'm like, there's no stick attached to that. He's like, it's probably just because it's foreign you know, and he's like, and he's like shaking it and stuff. And so then I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, I really don't, because Scott had told me he's worked on the car before that everything on this car, he hates it. It's completely backwards. It's all like different under the hood, underneath the frame, all of it. It's all different. So I didn't want to start questioning him, but I'm really concerned about my son. He's a delivery driver for pizza driving this car, you know, if it's not going to be. So I'm like, okay, so I can learn then if this is where the power steering fluid is and it doesn't say it on the cap, what is this one? And he starts telling me and I'm like, what is this one? And then I'm like, what is that? And then when I shine my thing on it, I'm like, And it was the power steering fluid. And he was very humble about it. And I didn't care. See, that's the thing with what that he struggles with. I don't care. I don't care. Number one, 90% of the time, if I look stupid, if you treat me stupid, that's completely different. But I don't care if I look stupid. I don't care to tell you that I don't know something. I don't care because I want to learn it. And if I don't know, and you know, I want you to teach it to me. You know, Josh likes to be the teacher. So, but with, with, him though, when he doesn't know something, he still obviously needs to learn that a little bit. I don't care. I don't care. No, but I the- just look to him so much to know so much to to be my teacher. Well, the whole point of the whole story—we got way off topic. On we this.
0: did, but it actually ties back in because it makes sense because. That I have, we have such a trusting relationship that she, I, I knew that she wasn't going to blast me in my face with it once it happened. And I mean, I already felt dumb enough, like right when it happened. And I'm like, man, that's what I get though. And I know that because that is something that I'm constantly trying to work on. I have God constantly convicting my heart over it. And then a, a lot of times I get going hundred miles an hour and I really get overconfident in something which is unnecessary. And then it backfires on me, which I'm glad that it does to be hundred percent honest. I'm glad that it does because this gives me an opportunity to learn from it. Right. So, but what what the whole point of is that because of all this honesty in our relationship, it gives a really a base trust that I don't have to worry that when something like this happens, I can't talk about it later that I have to swallow it. I can't talk about it again. It really creates an amazing thing for me to know. Whether she cared or didn't care, she knows that she loves me and that she uh, that she wants to not hurt me. And she doesn't want to, you know, do the whole I told you so thing. And sometimes we want to do that. But when we really step back and really care about our spouses and the relationships that we have, whether that is our spouse or friends or whoever it is, you know, we want this, this relationship to be nurtured and carry on and go further.
1: We really do. Well, and I think it's... This is one of the reasons why our marriage is so safe, because I know what his biggest weakness is. And his biggest weakness is he, he always wants to just say, I know or know that he knows. No, I always want to know. Yeah. And But he always want everyone to think that, you know, That's even if you right. don't know. Yes, true. And so I know that about him and I love him through that. I already know that 90% of the time that's the path that we're gonna go down if it's something that he doesn't know and I don't care I accept that about him just like for those of you a lot of people in my life now there's very very few um, that knew how who I used to be before I really submitted my life to God and um, everything that happened to me through through my life growing up and even as I got older and the previous marriage I was in it really I didn't have feelings not about being mean to people. And I had a very sharp tongue. And people say, oh, if someone has a sharp, sharp tongue, they go home at night and they feel guilty. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care. I could hurt anybody that I wanted. I could cut anybody out of my life that I wanted. I never got hurt that way. Or I let people believe that. And I could hurt people, though, and not care about it. And so I have a very sharp tongue. And God has changed that a lot with me. But my biggest weakness is I can get very... Um, direct, you know, without taking into consideration someone else's feelings. And he knows that about me and he loves me through that. So the times that I'm like sharp with him or I say something like, mm-hmm, and then he's like, you have to love me. You know, it, it instantly melts me. It instantly, he doesn't be like, why am I still talking to you about this 10 years down the road? Why are you still saying those things to me? Why don't you quit saying that? He doesn't do those things it instantly diffuses the situation for me. And he's not even in the situation. It's my own head, you know, and it instantly diffuses what potentially could be a toxic situation or a bite. It instantly gets diffused. it's the same way with him when he doesn't know something. And then I know that he felt stupid. I already knew that. Why do I, he's going to beat himself up way more about it than I need to or want to. So it's very, that's why relationships need to be safe. Like, we we know each other's deep, dark, private secrets. And we need to let each other know that it's okay. This is the safe place to be okay. We should yeah. never be trying to make each other feel stupid about that yeah. or feel bad about that. We should love them anyway and then talk to them about it.
0: Yeah, we talk about all the time about being each other's biggest uh cheerleaders, you know, and that's really yeah. important. And Tyler, you make so many good points. You yeah. know, it's really funny because you know god convicts our hearts but it's us to it's up to us to respond to that yeah. and it's real real easy in our relationships you know if we've lived a different way for a lot of years of our lives and we're in a relationship now in a marriage where we're very, she's very type a i'm very type a and we can allow that to get to us real quick and real easy but the thing is is we really want our relationship to grow much mm-hmm. beyond what it is today i always i want my marriage to be better tomorrow always i don't care how good it is i want it to be better tomorrow and what ways can we do that in, in And and I'm I'm being honest when I say this, it's trust. Like you have to have trust within the relationship because it allows me to be able to lower my pride and come and be weak and vulnerable at that time that I have to be. It allows me that opportunity because the last thing I want to do is look stupid in front of my wife. Mm. And my wife never thinks I look stupid. Mm -hmm. And that to me is warming to my heart, right? And I know I look stupid, right? But not to her because she loves me in a special way that allows me to say, you know what? I do make mistakes. You know, I make mistakes. I screw up. And to her she's like, "You do, but you're you're good. I love you, and I know you're going to work He's through it because I trust you.
1: And if someone starts making him feel stupid, I will cut you." <laughs> <laughs> like prison shank cut. Like
0: somebody's about to get shredded. Okay, so I want to get onto the fifth thing, man. We've really branched. From, so the fifth thing that we're going to talk about is transparency, and that was kind of the where I was hitting at the very, very end of this is about being transparent in your relationship. And I'm going to talk specifically, and I'll let her hit it here in a minute, okay. but... But real specific is I want to talk to men on this. This is really hard for men. And we we, we have a hard time being transparent in our relationships because we feel like it, it attacks our ego and our pride. And we have to remember, we have to remember that that the only way, the only way that we can really follow Jesus Christ is by submitting to him, by kneeling to him. And that right there should tell you a lot in the way that we're supposed to treat our spouses. You know, we need to submit. We need to kneel. We need to be willing to lay our ego and our pride down and be fully transparent. Even when it's hard, we have to do that. And that's really what creates a true trusting relationship. And that's for men. I only know because I'm a man, so I can only speak from a man's standpoint. So.
1: Well, I him and I were talking about this. I mean, all the points, obviously, a little bit before uh, we came on, but it's important to I know some marriages where they keep their money separate. Or they don't tell each other their passwords to like computers, emails, phones, things like that. And they have convinced themselves that it's their right, that they have to have some privacy, you know, and it's really weird because that starts to build distrust in the relationship, a very small, small distrust. And the thing about it is like when him and I first got together, he, we exchanged all of those things only because uh, I had massive trust issues. And when him and I first got together, I would, when he was around, go sneak through all the all of his stuff, trying to look for something to like catch him in because I was such a like broken human being, distrusting human being. But the thing about it is now that we had to go through all of that hard work, hard work. Cause sometimes I would find things and don't think that I'm not going to like, I'm snooping to find something. Once I find something, I'm not going to bring it to his attention. I'm going to. So we would have to go through long, dumb, conversations unnecessary but they turned out to be necessary now because now that was probably the first three or four years and three or four years is a long time okay try to do a plank for 10 seconds (laughs) okay (laughs) three or four years is a long time to feel like you're having the same conversation you're beating your head Mm -hmm. against the wall but now 10 years in so six years going on that we always are uh we oh we have each other's codes to everything. Yeah. We share a Facebook page. Yes. Like, yeah. And do, do you think he's ever snooping through my stuff? Do, am I ever snooping through his stuff? No, no. no. It, there isn't a need there. There mm. isn't a need to do it because I trust him because I already have everything. So why would I want to try to catch him in something? And why would he want to hide something from me? It's gotta be a mutual, it's gotta be a mutual thing. I want him to have like, um, a couple jobs ago, I, uh, had a tracker on my car And I gave him the login to the tracker on my car because I traveled all over the state and I worked with 98.9% men and I traveled all over the state and I would stop and have lunch or I, you know, I'd be all all different and I wanted him to understand. I want him to trust me. So here's the login to my car. If he's texting me and I'm not answering or I'm busy or doing something, he could look up to see where I was. I don't care. I drive there. (laughs) No, not that. He never did that. <laughs> it is true, though. Like, you have to. But be I want him to feel safe yes. in this relationship. That's my responsibility. Yeah. Just like it's his responsibility to make sure I feel safe, you know? So it's us together. It's us together against the world with God, you know, against the world. And everyone is. Satan wants to see your marriage fail, yeah. he wants to see it fail. And we've already had each had a marriage fail. We've already learned how to not do it right you know so
0: i think a big part of marriage though is a lot of times we think one of two things at least this is what i hear a lot of right well i'm not going to lose my identity like i'm not going to lose my identity what do you say only privacy we give each other is bath time but that's the only way we both want it <laughs> that's true i mean bath room time okay let's just leave it at that so <laughs> i think a lot of times what it is though is we feel like we're losing our identity as a person but you have to remember we've becoming yeah. one god calls us one Right, we are one, and we have to make sure. If we don't have anything to hide, why would I? Why would I want to have something separate from my wife that she can't know about or see? Like, why would I want that? that where is even my compute in my brain? We, no, and where is my heart desire in that? You know, why do I not want her to have access to everything all of the time? And right there, that's automatically creating distrust. It just does it naturally. If you don't have access to something, right, then yeah. it's like you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, okay, well. It'll build trust. They should trust me. No, there is no shoulds in marriage. There is no shoulds. It isn't like I have to tell my wife I love her every day and if I don't, well, she should know. You can't
1: look at me and say, well, I put a ring on it. Right. And that's not fair
0: though. And it's not fair, but we want to feel that way. And really all we're doing is allowing our flesh to get in our way of really caring for our spouse in the way that they need to be cared for. You know, share your emails, share all that stuff. And if it becomes questionable, you need to really check yourself. Why is this questionable? And I'm telling you right now, Many times I would have my ex-wife, we got in text messages, text messages, and I would tar- I would tell Christy, I'm like, I'd be sending her, I'd be screenshot, send, screenshot, send. I'm like, you just got to see this. I don't want to ever coming back. And because believe me, that sabotage happens intentionally by other people. It does. And I don't I'm ever sure. want to allow that to happen. Yeah. yeah, I want to allow that to happen. So, you know, giving access and that transparency at full, at the highest level, really puts me at ease. Number one, keeps me accountable. Okay. We have flesh, right? We want to make sure that we're held accountable. I don't want to not forget or just say, yeah, that's not a big deal. I don't want to argue about that. So I'm not going to tell her like, no, it keeps us fully accountable. And that transparency really builds major trust within our relationship.
1: Yeah. And Tyler made a good point. He said, Satan wants division and confusion, which is exactly true that's exactly and true. a lot of times yeah. that's what would happen for to when you actually have human beings that are trying to divide your relationship too which his ex and my ex both did like purposefully no they tried hard very very hard yeah. um my ex would More be texting it. me or calling me texting me or calling me saying like oh I saw him and he was out with another girl having lunch you know just complete fabrications or the text messages between him and his ex the next time we were around each other at a children's event or something she would make sure in passing to bring that up well like well Josh and I were talking the other day and I'm like yeah I know he told me and it would like shut it down because people don't realize how much we talk it it's and to me, I would look at him and be like, man, other married couples, don't they talk this much? Like we tell each other everything, everything that we remember, you know, and if we forget something and then it comes out, we learn our lesson, like he said, yeah. and say, okay, no, I need to make sure to tell them that.
0: And it's gotten to the point now. And like she said, we had to really grind through it and everybody does. <laughs> right. So maybe you've been married for 20 years and you haven't practiced this, this way. Plan on this now being a grind for a while until it becomes right. And that's just part of it. It's no different than our spiritual walk that we have. He's my ride or die. So that's that's like our spiritual walk though, right? I mean, at times in our lives, we really grind through it and really like have to push hard and dig deep to make sure that we're following Christ in some proper ways in our lives because we go to our secular job and we have all these other things and we're like, I need to tighten the belt on this. Well, our relationship, our marriage is no different. And especially in a blended family, our communication level has to be astronomically awesome. It has to be because like she said, the enemy's trying to get a foothold in our relationship and tear it apart at all costs at all costs. The last thing, the last thing I read something just recently and it was about uh, a pastor said something about, you know, God created uh marriage. You know, that was his creation, right? The marriage is his creation. Guess who wants to destroy that? That's a union that God purposely created uh, to grow and have offspring and have all this awesome stuff that goes in the world. Of course Satan wants to destroy it. Of course he does. You know, he wants to come in between it. So we have to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to create the trust that's necessary, and we do that through having massive amounts of honesty.
1: We love you, Tyler, you and Kelly. You guys, seriously, I'm so proud of the work that you're doing yeah. for God's kingdom. Honestly, It is inspiring. We love you guys to death. We can't wait to be able to come down and meet you guys in person um, someday because yeah. we definitely are coming to you. You don't need to come to Michigan.
0: Yeah, so Tyler has, him and his wife, have their own thing that they do every Sunday called SunLive662. If you guys get mm-hmm. a chance, please check it out. Tyler, you're on. Put a link down in the description, please, on the in the chat so people yeah. can... Can check you guys out. It's they're amazing, incredible. They're awesome, on fire for Jesus, and they are just is flat out honest and pure, and who yeah. they are is what they are, and yeah. it's awesome. It's a great show. So love it, um, and they're a blended family, and yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An incredible thing. So God can work; He can work in your relationship. Just remember, we got to put Him first, mm-hmm. and put your relationship and your marriage second, and understand that's how it needs to be. Trust, honesty—it's important if you want to have the fruit of a healthy relationship. Put the work in and do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. So, anything oh. you want to add before Allow we take Allow the off?
1: conviction, and you have to want to be better. You have yep. to desire.
0: You want to you be on fire. You got to have the desire.
1: Instead of kicking your spouse's butt, you need to kick Satan's butt. That's right. All
0: right. Glad you guys joined us today. Hey, if you found any value out of this, please do us a favor and hit the share, share, share button. Don't forget, there is a checklist. I put it in the description. You can click on it, download it, have it free. You can check the stuff off. helps hold yourself accountable. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.